Hello, sweet listeners. You just tuned in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and on this episode, we've invited back Carrie Augustine, CPA and NetSuite software product manager for strategy. You might remember her from our lease accounting episode just a few months back. So she joins us this time to discuss all the exciting developments around NetSuite's cash management functionalities like banking integrations, the auto cash application, and utilizing machine learning for cash forecasting, some of which are already rolling out in the 2020 release one with much more to come. Augustine dives into the importance of such capabilities, noting automation, controls, and real-time visibility, and why they're so important for overall business strategy and success. Tune in for all of this and more. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Before we get into this episode about cash management, we wanna thank our sponsors over at The Second City. It turns out the phrase corporate entertainment doesn't have to be an oxymoron. Second City Works, the B2B side of the world-famous comedy mecca, The Second City, crafts events that are interactive, educational, and totally hilarious. Whether you're planning a leadership summit, a sales meeting, an association conference, or you just need to show your team a good time, the top-tier comedy pros of Second City Works brings your information to life and will make your audience laugh till they learn. Visit secondcityworks.com to learn more. Hey, Carrie, welcome back to the NetSuite podcast. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. Last time you were on, we were just chatting about this. We talked about lease accounting. Woo! I know. (laughs) Such such thrilling topics. (laughs) No, it really was. It performed super well. And like I told you earlier, like I think a lot of people learned a lot from that podcast that they maybe didn't know about the lease accounting standards and the changes and what to expect. So super, super good. We touched on your history as a controller, auditor, and CPA, as well as your evolution here at NetSuite overseeing our software product strategy. So today we're going to dive into the new cash management capabilities NetSuite is rolling out in the 2020 release one. Yeah. But before, yeah, very thr- more thrilling. More thrilling. <laughs> I know you're really excited about this. So am I. Um, I but am. B- before we go there, with your history of experience, what's the big talk around cash management? I always say this, and as you know, you mentioned my past experience, cash is king. We would always, you know, say cash is king. Where are we at? Um, yep. How are collections? <laughs> so in the past couple, uh, you know, positions that I had before NetSuite, one was a smaller organization and we constantly had to manage our cash, our cash position. And it was a very cash centric company because frankly, we just didn't have a lot of cash. It was yeah. really tight. And uh, the other company I worked at, we had to manage cash very closely, um, not because we didn't have much of it, but because we had a lot of sales and marketing offices across the globe that required constant cash infusions to make payroll, pay vendors. Yeah. So, you know, in my past experience and our customers' experience, cash is always top of mind, maybe for different reasons, depending on the size of the company or their cash position. Of course. But always a big topic of, of conversation. 
Was it Biggie that said cash runs everything around me? (laughs) (laughs) I love Biggie. (laughs) Um, Or was it cash ruins everything around me? Shoot. I I don't know. Probably both. Both. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. So with that being said, what are some of the big challenges or needs businesses face when it comes to cash management and solutions for cash management? It really kind of depends on the size of the company. But with smaller organizations, they might not have, you know, cash flush investors, right? They might not have that VC or PE, you know, cash infusion that is, you know, always constantly there whenever needed. So Mm -hmm. smaller organizations are really kind of monitoring to make sure the expenditures like payroll and and paying vendors, like I mentioned, you know, they're always going to be focused on that. And larger organizations, you know, who have plenty of cash, they might actually really be focused on cash to make sure their cash flow statement looks good. So, for example, I worked at a company, we IPO'd, and after IPOing, we really cared about our cash flow because we wanted our cash flow statement to look great. Mm -hmm. So what we would do is at the end of that quarter, we would make sure to collect as much cash as possible from customers. The other thing that we would also focus on is um, day sales outstanding. So in the quarterly reports that we would issue, we would also disclose our DS. So, so of course, we wanted to make that look as good as possible. So just from an external perspective, we wanted our stakeholders to really view our company in the best possible light. Of course. And that related to, you know, like I said, decreasing our DSO as well as making sure our cash flow looked as, as good as possible. So I get like making it look good. But in terms of business success, whether you're a small business, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of strapped for cash, if you will, or a bigger business that, you know, wants to look good to stakeholders. How do these challenges with cash management affect a business's success? I would say, you know, it it affects the business success really just in terms of being able to, from the perspective of their vendors, right? So Mm -hmm. let's take one example. You know, let's say you have a, a person that you're normally working with or a consultant, and that consultant is pivotal in the success of your organization. Mm-hmm. They play a role that your company doesn't have internally, so therefore you need to work with them. And if you don't have the cash to pay them, of course, they're going to stop working for yeah, you. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> so you know, for those smaller organizations, maintaining the cash to ensure that a critical um, component of their business is being facilitated through their vendors or consultants is, is really key. So something as simple as that, right? Yeah. It, just making sure that they can, you know, meet expectations of, um, you know, external folks where they need to, who they need to pay. Right. So how are businesses overcoming these challenges? Like, how are they getting greater visibility into their cash management? How are they handling cash management better? Unfortunately, the life of an accountant um, is spent in Excel. And it's a lot of Excel somersaults. Yeah. So it's like reconciling your cash balance in Excel, projecting cash in Excel. I mean, it's just really, a, you know, a quite manual process for a lot of people, unfortunately. I'm sure you know this all too well. Oh, I know. <laughs> As I'm saying it, my stomach hurts because oh, I'm like, oh, those Excel. days. <laughs> yeah. So cash management solution would be the key, right? Yeah. And what would a cash management solution have and how would it help these businesses overcome those challenges? What would accountants look for? in a solution like that? First is really just automation. Mm. So as I talked about getting out of Excel, automating many things, recording transactions, 
reconciling bank balances, um, making sure that you're automating the payments to vendors. Mm -hmm. So just anything around automation. And then, you know, secondly, are related to controls. As companies grow and they're looking to potentially IPO, that's where they really need to make sure that they have the proper controls in place. Right. And in terms of looking at an organization, what's most risky? Cash mismanagement. Yeah. You don't want to have improper controls where an employee is faking as though they're paying a vendor when actually they're just paying themselves, yeah, right? Right. So thinking about the controls in place and how people may be, you know, doing something that is improper, right? You, you want to make sure that's in your financial application as much as possible. Well, and segregation of duties, obviously, especially if you're IPOing, but yeah. financial information in general needs to be extremely secure, you know, for a multitude of reasons and having that control over who can see what is yeah. extremely important. Yeah, exactly. You want people to be able to do certain things and you want that security right. in the roles of the employees that you have in your financial application for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And then the third is real-time visibility. So in terms of what people really, really want, they need that real-time visibility into the cash position and forecast. So with all of this being said, what's included in the 2020 release one for cash management. What's really exciting is that in 20.1, we're going to be rolling out bank connectivity for North America. And this will include um, a little over 1,200 banks. And simply the easiest way to describe this is NetSuite will supply the integration to the banks. And so you'll just have to log into NetSuite, go into your admin council, and put in your banking credentials in NetSuite. So your username and password. It would just look like you're logging into your bank, right. but it's in it's embedded in NetSuite, and this will allow for integration with the bank. So um, your bank statement that would be coming, um, you know, into NetSuite today via an import at the end of the month, mm -hmm. you can actually get this via the integration that I just described with with banks. So um, the the entire purpose of this integration in, in 20.1 is for um, bank reconciliation. So getting that bank statement in to do that reconciliation. So, and that's more efficient. Absolutely. Yeah. Less room for error. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it also gets back to what we just touched on was visibility, right? Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, at the end of the month, that's typically when people are pulling in their bank statements right. and realizing throughout the month there was, you know, some transactions that were missed. So pulling that, you know, pulling that uh, bank statement in at any point in time throughout the entire month and allowing for that on-demand, um, you know, reconciliation and, and that cash balance is, is really important for visibility purposes. Right. Allows you to close your books easier, quicker. Yeah. 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 And then the one other thing that we have is an enhanced user interface, uh, making it much easier for accountants to see what's been matched or what needs to be matched. Which American company started with a guy in a garage, was featured on Shark Tank, and now has over 1 million customers? Hint, they're reducing crime in neighborhoods everywhere. Here's Ring Video Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff with his secret to success. It's true. In just a few years, we've had huge growth. We've hired hundreds of people, expanded our warehouse, and we're shipping millions of units a year, all while making sure our customers are happy. I've had lots of things to worry about, but I never worry about our finance and accounting because we use NetSuite from Oracle. 
From the beginning, NetSuite let me see what's going on with my business in real time, from revenues to expenses, customers and orders, even HR. I run my business from a dashboard right on my phone. NetSuite has been my business management system from 10 to a team of over 1,000, and NetSuite will be my choice as we continue to innovate and grow. Go to netsuite.com ring to see how Jamie scaled his business. You'll also get our free guide titled Overcoming Your Five Obstacles to Growth. That's netsuite.com ring for your free guide and the story of a great American company. netsuite.com ring. How does this address our customers' needs? What sort of impact will it have on our customers moving forward? This will be important for minimizing the close. A lot of folks are looking you know, to NetSuite for many reasons, but what comes up all the time is minimizing close. Mm-hmm. And that gets back to, you know, the automation. So what can we automate? What should be, you know, automated by systems versus people doing it? So this gets back to sort of getting to a close process where you're looking at the things that you can, um, you know, eliminate or, you know, shed to maybe a couple minutes versus hours. And this, um, you know, really helps folks achieve a much closer close. And, you know, we've talked about IPO, but it's worth mentioning that as people are going to IPO, this is a, a big piece of what they're looking to solve within NetSuite is because after going IPO, of course, they have a much tighter window in which they need to report. Of course. So yeah, it gets to, um, you know, the goals and achievements that are needed to um, have a successful IPO and be, you know, being a public company. And then also visibility. So as I mentioned, you know, being able to pull in that bank statement. Um, But this kind of goes back to what I what, um, you know, we talked about in the intro, which was um, making payroll. So if you can at any point in time, bring that bank balance in, you can have the visibility to know, if I'm a small company, am I going to be able to make payroll tomorrow? Yeah, We're going to do an AP run tomorrow. Do we have the cash, you know, adequate cash on hand to pay the vendors in the time period we um, committed to paying them? So mm-hmm. those are the types of things that on, you know, that, that sort of real-time basis, you can get that bank statement and your bank balance on demand. I'm going to ask this and it's super surface level, but yeah, what's the big fuss all about? I mean, <laughs> what's the impact of this and these functionalities within NetSuite to a business overall. I feel like you're getting to the five whys. Have you yeah. ever done this exercise? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you keep going and going yeah. and going and drilling down and drilling down. Exactly. I I'm pretty sure you do it. this in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> this is like therapy, right? Maybe. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the ultimate why for me and our customers, I relate this back to when I was a controller. So I always looked at at things through the lens of what are my people focusing on? What is their time spent on? And are they working on things that are value add? Um, Should this be automated? And ultimately, when I take a step back and go through the five whys, I look at cash management as an activity that should really be automated. And frankly, it's just silly for my AR associate to manually create customer payments and apply those payments to a respective invoice. We really want to get to a place where AR associates are really business analysts. Um, This was what I was always striving for. So they're identifying anomalies in billing 
or they may like indicate an error or missing a customer bill if you're a recurring billing business. So the point is, is that you really want to deploy your people in a way that makes sense and deploy your applications in a way that makes sense as well. So essentially, it's helping people be better at their jobs to allow them to do the things that really spark their fire rather than yeah. the, the, the yeah. you know tedious tasks that do not. Yeah. And I've always been the type of manager where I, I truly care about my employees. Yeah. And I don't want them to be in a position where they, they're doing tedious manual work. Right. And it's not meaningful. Mm-hmm. And they know that they can be doing so much more. Right. So I always took a step back again to say, does it make sense people are doing this? And do my employees really want to be doing this? Right. So that's a great way to look at what we need to automate moving yeah. forward. You know, like, <laughs> I, I love that. So speaking of moving forward, actually, what didn't the 20.1 rollout include that's part of the bigger picture for cash management at NetSuite? Well, what it doesn't include, but is really the vision and where we're going is auto cash application. And so this is where your customer payments, um, so like checks, wires, ACHs, they need to be created in NetSuite. And, um, you know, those receipts that have been received by the bank. Ultimately, we're getting to the place where we'll we'll enhance that integration that I just mentioned, the the bank connectivity. We'll mm-hmm. enhance that to include um, those those cash receipts on the bank side. So it will actually create a transaction in NetSuite. And that will then allow us to do the the auto um, application of of a customer's um, outstanding invoice. And so this is really where a lot of people, you know, want to get to um, quite fast. And as I said, you know, right around the corner, we'll be able to manage auto cash application where we're simply integrating um, the the bank payments uh, from your customers, creating that transaction in NetSuite, and then auto applying it. Yeah. And a big value of this is that it minimizes the lag between when cash is received and when it's recorded. Okay. I can't tell you the number of times that we have, you know, sent a an automated collection email to customers who responded back. We just made that payment. Leave us alone. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. That's there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. yeah. Like fault like you know, pretty much annoying your customers when they've already made the payment. No lie. That actually happened to me at a Pilates class once. And I was like, oh, I really? <laughs> never met or Pilates, like my yeah. subscription to my Pilates classes. Yeah. And it was like, I, they like emailed me and they were like, um, you're late on your like payment. And I was like, no, I just got it taken out two days ago. I saw it or whatever it was, yeah. you know, and they were like, oh shoot. And they did explain. There was like, yeah, there's a lag in our, yeah. in our system. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to cut down on, on sort of, you know, making your customers frustrated with right, you. Right. And of course my background is in software, but, and, and that's, you know, a recurring business model. So within those, you know, software technology companies, um, there's a high volume of customer invoices. Uh-huh. So again, automation is key, right? Of course. There's a high volume. You don't want your people doing that. So, you know, going back to this, the same theme, but that's really where the impact will be for those businesses that have a lot of customer invoices. Um, so that was number one in terms of our vision. Mm-hmm. Number two is, um, you know, payments initiated in NetSuite. So these are the payments that are initiated to um, your vendors. We talked about the example for control purposes. But today with electronic payments, you can initiate a vendor payment from NetSuite. And of course, you can have approval, your approval process will occur in NetSuite today. 
But once that file is created as a result of the approval, you have to take that file and upload it to the bank. And, um, you know, just to get a little bit more in depth here with professional services, you can transfer that file to your bank server for processing. Um, But we're really looking to make this a part of that bank connectivity that I talked about. Uh So it's not just taking the bank payments that are coming from your customers, but also taking the payments initiated in NetSuite and pushing that back into your bank without a person being in the middle to, you know, take that file and upload it to your bank. Yeah. Yeah. Taking out the middleman. Yeah. And then or a woman. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, last but not least is uh, cash forecasting. Folks are doing this in Excel because forecasting does include a little bit more thought around it versus just like when are our customers going to pay us? And this is where we're going to leverage machine learning. So we're not just going to say a customer, you know, owes us in 30 days from now. So we will anticipate to be paid in 30 days. But frankly, your customers don't always pay when you expect them to. No. So if your customers are typically, you know, 15 days past their due date, NetSuite will be smart enough to account for that in the cash forecast. So take into account what your customers are actually doing or take into account when, you know, not only when you're supposed to be paying your vendors, but when you actually pay vendors in reality. Right. So... That's even more visibility into, yeah. what, you know, more real time visibility into what your company looks like on a day to day basis, because even right. though it's a first, you might not get paid until the 15th and you don't want to base your yeah. finances off of the first. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And your cash flow off the first. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So this is just getting again to a place where you're leveraging a system to be, you know, smarter than the humans can be in Excel. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, I heard that there's actually another unicorn feature, if I may call call it that. Yes. The auto cash app for lockbox with import. Tell me about this nugget. A capability that we have today that not many of our customers are aware of is we're able to support lockbox. So what this looks like is you can download cash receipts from your bank and actually import these into NetSuite. And um, with our intelligent matching rules, you are able to see the recommended matching. And so you can go into this user interface and you can see what's been matched. And then you can also see what hasn't been matched. And this will um, you know, be really nice for your AR associate because they'll identify, you know, at that point, they can identify the, the proper customer invoice. So again, totally check out these features. Our, our customers are not aware that we have it. It works really well with lockbox. So this might be like a silly question, but why didn't you mention this before? How does it like yeah. differ from what you described in the roadmap and vision for cash management? I know that's probably confusing. I talked about <laughs> cash auto cash application right. and then I just told you we have it. Yeah. So yeah. So what we have now, um, it works really well with lockbox. And the whole purpose of lockbox is that when you receive a check from your customer and on that check, like, you know, at the bottom, it says like reference. Right. And, and your customer invoices are going to be at the bottom of that reference. So what Lockbox does is it actually takes that reference and it displays it in a, ni- in a really nice fashion so that you can see what invoice that customer payment relates to. So where we're at today is our matching rules will allow for an easier uh, you know, match with that customer invoice. But what we don't have today is matching very well with ACHs or wires. And that's because now Naturally, in an ACH or wire, yeah. 
they don't have those references as I just talked about with invoices. Um, so in short, our, our matching criteria is good today. Um, in the future, it'll be much more sophisticated and it'll be able to ma uh, match those ACHs and wires that don't have the unique references. Yeah. Well, this is super informative. Basically, what I'm hearing is automation controls, yeah. real-time visibility, all huge for cash yeah. management. Where can our listeners go to learn more? You've given us a lot already, but if they want to dive deeper, where do you suggest they go? Yeah, we have a number of places. For each industry, we actually have blogs where we highlight the most important features on each release. Um, so this is where you can find a, you know, a big picture view of the releases and what is included. Um, if you want more, go to the release notes. This is much more detailed than the blog, as I mentioned, and you can, um, you know, you can see much more in terms of specifics of what is included. And and finally, for those customers who have advanced uh, customer support, I highly recommend you engage um, with your um, ACS rep. And that ACS rep can really help you enable and test out these features to see how they apply or would benefit your, your company. So yeah, those are the places to go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'll include a couple links to those um, in the description Great. of this podcast episode. And Carrie, as always, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. Excellent. I'm thank sure those so won't much. be the last time. No, <laughs> hopefully not. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much to Carrie Augustine for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. We look forward to the continued cash management functionalities to come and the benefits it brings your business. I also want to shout out to everyone who made this episode possible, our sponsors over at the Second City and Ring, as well as our editing crew over at Lambstand, and all you listeners for tuning in. Hey, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.